What's going on, people? Welcome back to another episode of The Build Up. This is episode five, I believe. Um, We're here, we are back, and we have a lot to talk about, a lot going on in the in the world of Manchester United. As always, I am joined by the usual suspects, Hassan and Shez. How are you guys doing? Yo. How's it going? How's it going? Not, not bad, not bad. Um, and another eventful week in the world of Manchester United. It's never a dull moment. and. Never. You know, I think back two, two, three months ago before Ineos joined on and we all wanted Qatar and they pulled out and we thought it was the end of the world. And now Ineos is, is winning over fans with every Ornstein bomba that comes out. And, you know, it's, things are looking up for Manchester United. But before we get into that, United won a six-pointer against Villa this weekend, um, or game. last weekend, I guess. Um, Scott McTominay, again, to the rescue. Same sort of structural issues, um, but, you know, a, a big win nonetheless. You know, at this point of the season, it's the business end, and those three those three points were absolutely massive. You know, if we would have lost that game, we would have been, I think, 11 points behind Villa and nine points behind Spurs, and now we're I think five points off top four, five or six points off top four. So it's a it was a massive win. Um, what were your guys guys's kind of thoughts? I guess I'll go to Hassan first on on the game as a whole. On the whole, the game wasn't it wasn't pretty viewing, but I thought there were some individuals that played really well. Hoyland, he's finally not wrestling defenders and trying to run. I think it was at the start of the game when he pulled off. He was trying to pull off the centre-backs and make runs. Obviously, we're playing really direct. Maguire and Varane in the back, they were better. And Dallo, he's downloaded a slide tackle package, finally. So, <laughs> he was good, good man. To he, see. Was good. he was good, I can't lie. He's, he's downloaded the Wan-Bissaka slide tackle. <laughs> and yeah, before we get into the bad, just let Shez talk about the good that we can. Okay. Yeah, no, it's one of them games, man. It's like a, it's not like like Hassan said, it's, it's not one of them ones. It wasn't a pretty one, but it was as just as satisfying as like a five 0 or six 0 or something like that. Because I mean, at the end of the day, it's three points against you know um, a team that you know we're trying to knock off top five, top four. Um, so yeah, I think I'm just happy, man. I'm just happy that we got a win. Honestly, I didn't really care how we got the got the three points. It was just one of them ones where we had to win, like especially in the situation where we was at half time, you know, Shaw coming off, Lindelof coming on. At that point it was one nil up, I was just like, There's no way we're not conceding here. Like we've got to somehow find a way just to get through it. And I felt the players did show a lot of fight. They did show a lot of, you know, you know, just things that we want to see, you know, you know, a lot of um instead of downing tools like we've seen them do in the past, today uh not today, but you know, at the weekend they were um they did show us quite a few good signs in terms of, you know, you know, their effort levels and things like that and the work rate in general. So um yeah, and no, I'm happy with the I was happy with it, man, literally. I don't really care about how we perform, especially in the second half because um, you know, we were so limited in terms of, you know, Lindelof playing on like on the left. We were getting cooked on that right hand side. You know what? I felt like when they took off Bailey, he kind of let us off the hook, if anything. Um, because we were getting cooked, man, but yeah, big goal. McTominay done it again. 
Dallow finally putting in a good cross as well. Mainly with that little the little coquetta to set him up. Like it was it was nice, man. And then we just see it out to the end. Maguire, man of the match. Can't complain, man. It's just one of the performances, isn't it? You need them throughout the season. You you're gonna have those sort of games where, especially away from home, you just gotta get the result, man. And sometimes performance don't even matter too much. Like the other team's gonna miss chances, they're gonna you know we got bailed out by Anano a few times as well. So it is one of the performances where you kind of ride your luck a little bit, but then in the grand scheme of things, you're not going to care Like by the end of the season. Isn't it? So I'm just happy with the three points, man. Yeah, I think the team showed good grit, good grit especially from mm-hmm. before. This was our first away win in, against a top team in how long? So yeah, that is cool. a positive to take, really. Yeah, and I, and I feel like as well, because we kind of see him very tired I think around the 60 minute mark 60, 70 minute you know it seemed like the diesel had kind of run themselves into the ground and we were kind of he didn't have, you know, Ten Hag didn't really make any subs either um, so we were kind of getting overrun like all, all across the pitch so um, you know it felt inevitable that we were going to lose actually you know at one point but you know the way they fought back and the way they kind of you know just saw it out in the end you know it was, it was good to see him and happy with it Definitely I think a lot of the just a lot of the players played well, I feel like, in my opinion. And I think a lot of the trouble that we had was more structural than I guess player performance based. Um, obviously take out the likes of Lindelof because that forty five was absolutely horror. But um other than that, I think, you know, you guys mentioned Dallow, who has a, a shout for player of the season, in my opinion. Maybe even be the favorite at this point. Um, the the consistent levels in which he's putting up, and you know, if he downloads Hassan, talk about that downloading the the slide tackle. If he downloads the final third, final ball, this guy's twenty four years old. Like we might have our right back of the future. Everyone is talking about you know buying someone in the summer, but if he consistently plays like this, then buying someone to replace him just w- wouldn't be smart in my opinion um center back partnership of Veron and mcguire was immense especially box defending kobe oh. solid as always um I, i'm surprised um uh, hassan didn't mention rashford at all because i thought yeah. he had I one of his better maybe his yeah, best okay. performance you know didn't yeah. didn't have a direct contribution to um you know goals or assists but i just thought his his threat his discipline out um you know providing width and dribbling and everything i thought he was really sharp Yeah, I think something before we actually get into the bad of the tactics, I'm just looking at this front three, Garnacho, Hoyland and Rashford. They don't get enough touches of the ball for me. Yeah. What do you say our front three is like third best in the league, if you would go on quality? It's up Uh, there. It's up there. I I just think it's something I tweeted. I think Rashford had 21 touches. Garnacho had the least of anyone to play 90 minutes. Hoyland had really less. I think we need to be able to get the ball into them more. Even though we're playing direct, I think we should get them much more involved in the game. I just The approach seems a bit weird to me to not have them involved as much because I think they'd be able to do way more. Do you think that's a lack of Lissandra Martin? Is that, do you think? Yeah, I, I think. What it, is. Yeah. it is one of them as well. I feel like it's with Ten Hag, he kind of needs the... I think we've kind of seen now. He kind of needs the ideal... His ideal 11 to fully see everything kind of working. You know what I'm saying? And obviously, you know, in terms of angles as well, I know Maguire, left centre, but he was still solid. Like, I'm not trying to hear no criticism towards him, but um, obviously having Lissandro there is different. It's a different, 
you know, he brings yeah. something different to the game. So he just brings more details on his passing. Yeah, yeah. Much quicker. Yeah, yeah. Literally that. Yeah. So, um, I think it's just it's just a weird one, isn't it? He, he, I wanna you wanna kind of get onto Den Hag, but at the same time, I think we we had to play the way we did versus Villa. I think um, I don't really think we could have changed anything. And obviously, like there's certain things, especially down the left side, we could have sorted that out um, in the first half. But again, it's just one of them ones where, like, I think we actually genuinely didn't have no other option. Um, we had to kind of play the way we, we played in you know, it because Villa they do like to overload. Um, you know, Moreno was getting so much joy down the left side, left side. So, and in the second half, obviously, they targeted Lindelof, which anyone would. Um, so I, I kind of feel like Ten Hag kind of. I don't think he deserves really much criticism for the last game, to be honest. And I've been onto it for a lot, but I think we couldn't really have done have done a lot more, to be honest. Yeah, I think with the way Villa play, and we saw this with Tottenham too, it just plays directly into our, I guess, bad habits in terms of just being so direct and impatient and just looking for that one ball over the top. I think Zaid posted that uh, kind of compilation of... Um, just the the one touch over the top balls and it looked like an Emmy Martinez comp the way he was just collecting so many balls in that second half. And yeah, I think just the the direct approach and the lack of of patience really plays into the lack of touches of the front three because we're pretty much just, you know, relying on them or giving them the ball when it's the final action instead of letting them kind of be a part of the the structure as a whole. But speaking of structure, I guess we can dive into the not so good things. Um, Jacob Ramsey. <laughs> yeah, basically Jacob Ramsey. Um, if you want to see kind of more of a visual illustration of what we're about to talk about, there we did a match analysis of this kind of thing on our Twitter. Uh, make sure to go check that out at Shot for Trends. Um, but yeah, so we set up. It was very clear from the, you know, basically the first time Villa had the ball it was a four four two out of possession. Um, Kobe Menu and Casemiro were man marking um, <clears throat> Kamara and Luis, and there was this just gigantic space and behind because when you're man marking, those two midfielders can go as far towards their goal as they want, and Kobe Menu and and uh, Casemiro are going to follow them, and it just leaves a massive space and behind. And Jacob Ramsey was just coming into that space and. Basically had all the time in the world. I mean, if he if he gave Shez that space, he might be able to to do something. <laughs> so, um, and when we're giving a Premier League, you know, a, a really talented Premier League player that much space to turn and on the ball because Dallo didn't know whether to follow him. Garnacho didn't know whether to track Moreno or or um, pinch in and help with Ramsey. And then Menu, who was already not like a super athlete, right? Um, had to cover copious amounts of ground um, trying to, you know, man mark Luis and get back on Ramsey in that, in that half space. So yeah, just, just the same structural issues. Did you guys see anything? Was that pretty good representation or what, what did, what did you guys see in, in, in just, I guess the inability to fix it? Cause it was the same thing pretty much over. I, I think, when you, I think when you look at what, how we set up four one four one mid block, I think, it's just normal. It's just how we met, how we are going to set up till the end of the season, and it works. But for me, if you want to set up in a mid block, you should at least prevent the opposition getting into your box at the minimum. Because Villa got way too much joy down the flanks for me, and 
they just I don't I haven't pulled up their stats for how many touches they had in our box, but it was a lot and when you just look at this dashboard and straight for trends that we released it had so basically their average line was average defensive line was on the halfway line. They had the field tilt is seventy to thirty percent. I just think if we are setting up in a mid block, we have to be much tighter to sort of prevent them coming in the box. I'm, I'm, I don't care about possession. That it's long gone. Like possession game, we're not really going to play mm. dominant possession. But if you want to set up in a mid block like this, we can't be letting space in the pockets, and especially relying on I don't know, Anana prevented. Did he prevent 1.5 xg or something like that? Yeah, it was. It just—it's not good enough for me. The setup is fine, but the setup is just—it's not drilled well enough, and players are, like you said, getting confused. Like Dallo doesn't know when to, because the structure is leaving a lot of space in behind, and the defense has to retreat because of that. So yeah, that's just my thoughts on the system. Yeah, no, I agree with uh, I agree with a lot of what you said. I think um, one one thing we could have done is we obviously would have we obviously would have seen like Tenor obviously would have seen as well like you know the issue was there and there were Villa was con- like continuously exploiting us down that left side left half space that that kind of sort of area. So um, I think it's just one of them ones where you just got to kind of have more of an influence over the game while while it's going on. You know what I'm saying? It's like. He could have game given some instructions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's game management. Yeah, it's like he he's seeing the problem. He's seeing that you know we're getting cooked down that side. You know yeah. why not? You know try and get out to them quicker. Why not try and you know, have a bit more reinforcement over on that side? Um, and I think maybe what we could have done is because I feel like they were just getting in. They were getting too close to. They were getting too central. I think um, they're getting too much space in the middle because obviously Dallow was kind of leaving spaces um, between him and Varane um, because, he again, he was confused and he didn't know whether he should, you know, stay wide or whether he should tuck in. So, um, I think it was one of them as well. He just had to, Ten Hag had to, would have had to um, make some changes and kind of give some instructions. Um, but obviously, we didn't kind of sort that out. But then again, it just flipped over the other side um, when it was, when, when Shaw came off. And in that situation, fair enough, you can't really, you know, anyone... Anyone would exploit Lindelof, you know what I'm saying? And again, we have to understand as well that Villa, they are a good team and they're, they're not in the, in the position they are because, you know, through luck or anything, you know, Unai Emery is a top coach and some of the players they have are really good as well. So we have to obviously give them credit as well that fair enough, you know, especially with, you know, we know our pre-existing, you know, structural issues and sometimes lack of, you know, positional discipline and things like that. You know, we know that um, we can get exploited. So, especially against a team like Villa, I feel like it was kind of inevitable. And it is expected for us to kind of get exploited throughout the rest of the season, especially with the way we're playing and the personnel that we have available. So, um, I think, you know, the structure issues, they've been there all season. And recently, I've liked that we've kind of made improvement. Obviously, I think Casemiro coming in alongside Manu has helped a lot. But again, you know, we saw against Villa, like, Manu was getting... You know, my I was speaking to my dad during the game. He was telling me like, you know, Manu's he's getting overrun. Like he needs more help. Um, yeah. Because he was having to like, he was just everywhere. Like it seemed like he had to be everywhere, but he he couldn't be everywhere. It was one of them ones. And obviously, I think having Casemiro next to him doesn't doesn't really help in terms of covering ground. But obviously, Casemiro's positional 
positioning is is usually you know a lot better. And I think Casemiro actually had quite a good game to be fair. Yeah, I think he covers up for a lot of flaws in our structure because of his. Yeah, yeah. He he's got flaws himself, but I feel like he covers up a lot, especially yeah, yeah. sweeping wise. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's just the natural thing that it's what he's been doing for his whole career, really. So it's um, you know, that quality doesn't really go away. Obviously, in terms of his carrying, you know, sometimes you're trying to carry the ball, dribbling in tight spaces, things like that, covering ground in general, like chasing back. Um, you know, that's obviously you know that's easy to exploit. But when we're kind of a bit more settled, and I think you know. There's not as much space as you know. Um, he does. He does do quite well, and I think he did. He did pretty well. I think you know for the goal actually. Um, he didn't. He not play that pass out wide. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did. It was a really good pass out wide as well. So, yeah, I thought he had a pretty good game. But um, yeah, I think it's one of them ones where we've kind of just got to expect it this season for the rest of the season. The way we set up, um, and we've just got to try and get you know results and kind of rely on our front three and some of our defenders you know Varane Maguire we've got to rely on it now we've got to kind of rely on these individual performances to kind of bail us out because overall the structure you know if one thing's off we could get exploited easily and if Villa were, were clinical real talk they could have been three no they could have scored three at least like, yeah, in the first half so um, so yeah it's one of, that's, what, that's, that's what I think anyway yeah it's interesting do you think I was thinking about this yesterday because we see so many times sometimes we commit to like a higher line in a press and sometimes we back off. Is that and I think Zaid posted again a clip you can hear Ten Hog saying telling Dallo to stay in the press um, one of the times where the fullbacks did commit. Do you think it's a little like where's the disconnect because I don't see how there's just no way Ten Hog is telling them sometimes you do sometimes you don't. Like, I I don't understand where the where the disconnect is really happening, and is, is it a lack of trust to commit to a high line? Um, I think is it lack of personnel, or or what? What do you guys think? I think he's not telling them to press fully all the time. That that is evident. I think he doesn't trust his centre backs in wide areas. I don't know Maguire. He's not the quickest, but and Varane. But I feel like if he did fully commit the team it would help more but I'm not really sure if they're sitting off in a mid block we're not really going to press them high but to be honest I don't want that I want if we're sitting in a mid block I don't want Villa to easily get in our box and easily create the amount of chances that they did and like just play around us in the pockets it's just yeah it's like a it's like the worst of two worlds right you're you're not sitting you're not sitting back and just trying to counterattack, but you're not even trying you know, to press all the time. Yeah, so it's just like we're just sitting in, in limbo. Um, just relying on Maguire, Varane, and Onana. Yeah, and boxed, and, you know, we've seen so far that you can't – I mean, Onana's had a great spell here, but I don't know about you guys, but I'm still not, like – I'm not fully, like, trust trusting him to bail yeah. me out every time. Um, mm. So – nor should we. Nor should any team, right? You shouldn't just be relying on your two center backs and to head every ball out and make every interception yeah. and make he's every. Like Maguire win eight aerial duels or some. Yeah, you think he's nine? Yeah, percent yeah, yeah, yeah. aerial duels. He's obviously monstrous performance, but yeah. he shouldn't have to always, do that, right? Don't always uh, get that look. Always. And I hear, I hear the fact that it was Villa away. It was a tough game, right? Um, you kind of just have to sit in and and do what you need to do, but at the same time, like. 
we've had a similar performance like that to you know far inferior teams so it's it's a it's a tough situation but you know we got the win that's the most important thing absolutely massive win if we didn't win that game then i'm impressed with highland he's improved a yeah lot since the season. i think it, we're feeding him better but he is making a lot of movements you know off the defenders he's peeling off a lot yeah i think it's it's confidence, man. Like you can just, yeah. it's scary what yeah, confidence yeah. can do, especially for a young player. You know, when you haven't gone through that, those dips before and come out when you're in the, in the, in the peak or the Valley of it, it can be really tough, especially for a young player at a, at his dream club, you know, he, he gets his dream, dream move and it doesn't start well for him. And, and uh, yeah, I'm sure that was tough for him, but especially, you know, not, not just scoring the one goal, but scoring five and five, um, you can just tell that he's he's operating at the at his peak level right now. Confidence in terms of the way he's taking his goals, the way he's celebrating, the way he's um, you know not even in the box, but even outside of the box. You know, his first touch has improved. It's not as like I feel like before he was because he wasn't scoring. He was a little bit like afraid to like make a mistake or something like a little too tentative. Um, and you can kind of see that with his touches and whatnot. But it just looks a lot more a lot more fluid now. Like I can't even remember the last time he lost the ball. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, no, I was just agreeing with what you're saying. It, it, it literally is just confidence, isn't it? It's one of, it's one of them things. Like, I think I saw a graphic the, the other day. It might have been today. But a lot, some of his things hasn't really changed too much. Like, I think his touches per 90 over the last five games is actually less than his first 14 games. And um, something like his, I think his shots per 90 compared in that same time period as well is pretty much the same as well. So it's not really like a lot has changed. It's just more about him. It's like it's more about his, him mentally, his um, his obviously confidence, and the way he's been moving off the ball, especially I think as well. I think he, his touches in general, you can see they're a lot more. Um, he just has a lot more confidence to his game, and it? it's just it's just obvious to see it's one of them one. So um, yeah, I'm really happy with him, man. Like, this is a player who I've who I've been backing. I've been defending like when I went nuts with the tweets and stuff. I used to be. You know, I used to get cooked for it, but um, like this is just a player who I think you know, if he continues like this, he's not going to stop. Yeah. How many? So, how many has he scored in his last five, six? I've not seen five and five in the Premier League. Newport, so I think it's six and six in all competitions. He's going crazy, and he has a couple of assists, a couple of assists too. Oh, yeah, Rashford. Yeah. Um, it does just feel like he's 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 going to score going into every game, which is it's a weird thing, but. We haven't had that in how long, man? Obviously, Martial, that's my guy. But again, like consistently, he, we haven't really had that feeling with him. We he he's been more of a player. Obviously, we know that he might you know make us a, um, he might provide like more off the ball and in terms of moving his touches, his dribbling, all of that. But Hoyland, you can just tell like he just wants goals. I love scoring goals, isn't it? Like I just feel like if we got the front three more involved, we'd be even better. To be honest. Yeah, I kind of wanted to talk about. Um... Garnacho a little bit just quickly before we move on to Ineos. Um, I love Garnacho, man. Yeah, I've, this guy's been, <clears throat> you know, he's obviously, I've been a little bit more frustrated than with him this season than, like, pro him, I think. I mean, obviously, he's an undeniable talent, and, you know, I love his intangibles and the stuff off the field and just his mentality and stuff. But I thought he kind of put everything together um, against Villa. He was using – he used the overlaps a few times. Yeah. Um, he was always making the right decision. He was putting in early crosses. Um, 
I just thought he was really, really top. His ball striking still has to be improved. Um, you know, those food chances that he has, he does everything right. He drives with the ball so well, and then he gets into the, you know, the kind of final moment and he kind of scuffs a couple shots. But this guy was popping up everywhere, bro. And the rewatch, he was popping up in the interior. One time he was popping up on the left wing when he was when Rashford was still on the pitch and he was playing right wing. Yeah, that's- he was just this guy's just he's like an energizer bunny, bro. He's just yes. everywhere. Um, yeah, and he's really like this perform- Yeah, exactly. Relentless. Is he I top really, in the league for carrying at all? I think he's sec. I, I saw someone post it. I think it was uh, uh H- was H- 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 was, yeah. yeah. I think especially from the right coming inside, he's carrying. He's, yeah. Love, yeah. Love, he's he, direct. He and it's hard to it's hard to tackle him like they can't they just can't seem to get their ball off. Him. I think it was it was against Villa as well, wasn't it? When um, he kind of cut inside um, from the from the right and then after just hit with his left, didn't it? Um, and I think it was did he save definitely keep a save it or something? Or might have, might have been yeah, side. I think it was yeah, I think it was barely side netting. But yeah, but, it's almost it's weird. He stri- he almost strikes the ball better with his left than his right. It's it's strange from from, <laughs> from long range probably yeah. I think yeah, so. he's still very raw. So, because yeah. we have to remember he did skip alone, so we're not always going to get yeah you know, exactly. refined performances. But with Daronis, obviously, he plays direct. And it's, it'll be nice to, you know, if we grab a lease, it'll be nice to have Garnacho. As, yeah, uh, that's perfect. Right wing, left wing option. Yeah. Yeah, you, just nice. you think about that. I mean, our front three right now is very, like, I wouldn't say unbalanced, but it's very like three players direct. that are powerful, direct. Yeah, yeah, I just want to go at goal. So to have a little bit of just a different option um, in the quality of a Elise would be great. I'm looking at, I found the under 22 players with the most progressive carries. Um, Nico Williams is top with 5.54, and Garnacho is right behind him with 5.36. Ahead yeah, of the likes of Barcola, Kavara. Yonkoto, Yamal. That's the Premier League as well. Much more. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah, so I thought I thought Garnacho was top um, against Villa. And hopefully, as he said, that the, this front three, is, I'm a huge fan. To me, it's it's like, it's primetime television whenever you watch it. I love it. Yeah. It's, it's just like, whenever they get space night, behind. Whenever yeah, they get exactly. space in behind, they just... Yeah, they, yeah, have a, they have a really good understanding of each other and they seem to all like like each other you know like yeah. as, as people and stuff like you can tell when they celebrate and stuff that they're uh yeah they're really really cohesive um oh, as a unit probably so. glad anthony's not on <laughs> oh, um, that's the, that was the best part of villa to be honest <laughs> that he didn't touch the pitch he's like probably the excellent. he's like the antidote to them lot in it like to the way, the way they <laughs> yeah. play he's like the opposite bro like, real slows so, uh, everything down not, yeah not direct he's... yeah but yeah, no, I did. I love watching them. Man. Like, I think there was. It would have been so good if we scored from it. But I think it was on Rashford. He kind of got away from Kamara. He was driving central, and then he kind of uh, he kind of waited, waited. Then he played it away to Ghana, and he tried yeah. to he tried to hit he tried to cross it for Hoyland. But I think um, Diego Carlos must have got in the way. Yeah. But again, it, might, it would have been such a nice goal. All three of them involved. But yeah, that's yeah. that's what I'm saying. That's, I feel like that's just what we're gonna see with them, isn't it? Just a lot more direct, quick football. It's just what we want to see. As well, me personally, that's what I want to see as a Man United fan, isn't it? It's what gets you off, off your seat. It's what you know gets you excited. And if you see that a lot more, that's what as Hassan was saying. If we can get them on the ball a lot more, we'll see a lot more moments like that and score a lot more goals. For sure, yeah. Rashford was he was gliding on Sunday, man. It's like when he gets into that, like almost like a flow state with his dribbling. That's just like 
He's just... Yeah, I understand why he took why he put McTominay on, but Cash was on. Was yeah. he on a yellow? And he was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Goal, man. Was was yeah. it not him that you got sent flying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was. Yeah, it was. He has this thing where he takes Rashford off at like seventy-two every game. Yeah, it's a bit I'm awkward. Not, I'm not sure why. Um, I don't know if it's just weird because was... I mean Russell's one of them guys you can kind of just pull yeah, something out you, of nowhere. Yeah, we needed scores, a goal. Usually scores in the end of the game. But... Yeah. I mean, so does McTominay, to be fair. Every time you want to write this guy off, he just... He just pops up. 12, 12, 12 points he's won us. 12 <laughs> points. That is crazy. <laughs> most in the Premier League. Most in the Premier League is absolutely insane. Um, okay, so that pretty much wraps up Villa, I think. Um, and we can go on to... This week, man, this week has been crazy in terms of the uh, the Ineo stuff, who we're bringing in. Are we back? It looks like it. <laughs> the way we're, Ineos is treating, Ineos is treating this league like we're Manchester United. Like that, that line still works, I guess. And we're pretty much, I guess, just handpicking everyone at the best, like the best uh, people at their position. And bringing them in it's it's like a I, i'm not sure how to describe it it just seems like we're just handpicking everyone the best people like, and they all want to come so i guess the tree and picking the right fruits up yeah <laughs> yes i don't i don't know what do you what do you guys what are you guys thinking about everything that's happening i, I think it's nice to see uh, we have structure phones there can be some can argue a case of too many cooks at the kitchen Mm. sometimes used, but we're not we're not sure what they're gonna do with the recruitment yet because we've seen that they won that Sam Jewel and we don't know whether Mitchell's gonna come in. We don't know what the what Wilcox that Jason his role is gonna be. So, but it's looking positive and it feels like they've got a plan to appoint the right people to bring in the right players it just feels like everything will be aligned for once but they'll just one player if they want to go for him they'll only go for him if the whole structure aligns to what they want it's not like randomly obviously randomly buy Casemiro for 60 million pounds and for the five year deal it's just like something I don't yeah. think we'll have to worry about the structure anymore. As United fans, for years, we've been worrying about, you know, since Fergie and David Gill went, Gill, it's just, what is, what is Woodward going to do next season? Is he going to go and put a bid in for Mbappe? Or <laughs> is he just going to start buying some 37-year-old? You know, it's just, it's nice to see him, man. Finally, we get some structure. Yeah, no, I agree, man. I think... Um... I don't know. Again, this is one of them. I don't know a lot too much too much about like what their roles are really going to consist of. But um, it's just one of them. But it just feels like we're getting the right people in the right places, and that's just what we need. Um, because we've seen in recent years the way the club's been run, some of the signings we've made, um, you know, just in general the decisions that have been made come from the top to, you know, whether it's at a sporting level, whether it's at a business level, you know, it looks like that all these problems they're gonna they're gonna try solve them within the next few years which is obviously what we need it's, it's one of them ones where we can't expect it to have everything to change overnight but that's just it's just one of those things where if you have the right people in place you know you can get it done a lot quicker than 
than you expect. Um, and I think, you know, this summer, especially, there's a lot of potential this summer, especially in terms of signings and especially in terms of outgoings as well. If we can get it right this summer, I think that will kind of set the set the level going forward and it will kind of not only put the put a lot more confidence um, into the club from the fans, but um, just in general, I feel like whoever's at the club, they're going to feel like, you know, all the staff and, feel, and the players as well, they're going to feel like, cool, we've got a plan here. We, you know, we've got, we've got something going for us. Um, and I think that's what we need. We just need that kind of reassurance, that little bit of, you know, that certainty that, you know, we're we're gonna be back, and we're gonna we're gonna get to the level that we, where we need to be, and there's people in place that are gonna take us there, um, because that's not what we've had. Like <laughs> over the last few years, you know, Woodward, we're looking at Woodward for example. Like he's not gonna he's not gonna bring us Champions League. He's not gonna bring us Premier League. You know, over the, over the last few years, we've seen the decisions that he's made. There's other people like in in the club in general, you know, um, and hopefully, you know, Ineos and you know Ratcliffe and all the other people that are in place, they kind of have that influence and the control that they need um, to kind of take us back to where we need to be. Um, yeah, man, it's exciting. It's exciting stuff. And again, I'm not going to act like I know a lot about, you know, what they're actually going to do, but um, I just hope, you know, we're just moving a lot smarter in terms of signings, you know, not splashing super amount of money. You know, like we've seen like Anthony, like players that, you know, that are limited. Like who, who how how did they come to the conclusion to sign Anthony? I don't. I actually don't understand. Like, it's watch you just got manager deciding everything. It's just like, like if Ten Hag cool, Ten Hag he wanted Anthony cool, so there was just not like a sort of process going through like pretty different people at the club who are kind of who have kind of seen him or anything like that. Like what did they just search him up on YouTube? Watch like compact bear like <laughs> have flashy like edits and things like that. Like, I said they valued him at twenty million when Oli was there. <laughs> Yeah, that's, oh, that's nice, man. We paid a hundred mil, and we did it so late as well. Like it's just if you want to, if you want an example of the way Man United have been moving over the last few years, all you have to do is just look look at that Anthony signing, man. We left it so late. We could have what we could have got done in like June time, I think. Um, I think Anthony knew he was leaving in like January or February or something like that. I think Ajax knew already. He had told him. Um, so I mean, the way we moved with that deal, overspent, got him in so late. And it's a, player, it's a player that we it was so limited, and for long term it just it just never made sense really. So hopefully, them sort of signs will be eliminated, and we'll actually be bringing in players that we that will help us in the long term, especially. Yeah, for sure. I think trust is the the big word with me right now. Like I haven't had this much trust in a group of people at Manchester United, especially uh, in the footballing sense and, and structure wise in quite some time. Um, and I think it's like the swiftness in which they're moving um, with their decisions. Like they have their plan, they have their guy that they want and it's getting executed very quickly. Um, the Omar Beretta stuff happened very quickly. This Ashworth stuff that um, both Fabrizio and, and Ornstein are reporting on is, is ha- progressing very quickly, likely to be something um next week um the only thing that i guess i'm not concerns me but is the the leave that he might have to go on um it's gardening so, leave just yeah uh, that's on yeah. fabrizio said uh, this morning he said we're gonna do something about it so the compensation for him to leave newcastle would be separate and then usually in his contract, there's probably a non-poaching clause. So that's the gardening leave. And you know, that is basically 
something that Newcastle can probably demand whatever they want because United would want them to remove the uh, gardening leave clause. So uh, Fabrizio said we, we're going to try do something and there's just been a report recently from I think the Newcastle Journal. I forgot his name, but I just saw it recently. Greg Hope thought, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's generally a good journal. He said we might not pay it. So I think it's just a case of Ineos trying to negotiate what Newcastle won and it depends if Newcastle budge because they can generally demand what they want to remove that clause from his contract. So it's just seeing that, but the Wilcox move, that one's good. And Max, he did a thread on it on ST if anyone wants to check it out. It's quite detailed. It's goes through his time at Man City. He was in the academy and since he left the, the under-21s, since he left, they've not been as good. He was at Southampton for a bit. Yeah, it just depends what his role is going to be when he comes here. And yeah, we're just trying to see who's going to be the head of recruitment next. That's, I think, is that's the only piece missing really. And then yeah, so how would that break down in terms of when you when you talk about head of recruitment? So Wilcox is 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 being recruited for the director um, of football role. The Ashworth is being sure. re- recruited for the sporting director. I guess it still just has to be I think, determined. I think Wilcox can be an academy director still, I think. Mm. He is a director of football right now, but if Ashworth takes over that role and it would to be honest, we don't we don't really know yet. I think Ineos do have a plan, and due to him leaving Southampton, I feel like we'll give him some sort of, I'd say, some sort of direct directed responsibilities. So if he was if he is leaving, he would be leaving for something that he wants to challenge himself in. So yeah, that that's interesting. We just need to figure out what everyone's going to do and who is actually going to come in at the end but yeah yeah it'll be interesting to see um Ineos surely has a plan and we'll just see how the how the dominoes fall over the next few weeks but the summer transfer window i'm definitely excited for as long as all the pieces are in place so uh i guess we'll wrap up by talking about luton a little bit um this weekend luton away uh it's been a difficult fixture for the for the big six this season um a lot of the top teams have been having trouble. I think Liverpool drew Arsenal, Declan Rice winner at or Kai Havertz winner at the at the at the death. Um, I can't remember. Did Chelsea win? I can't remember. If Chelsea, they Chelsea beat them twice. To be fair, yeah. I, uh, but, I think City beat them two one. But they were beating City as well. Yeah, yeah, they're down. Yeah, City came back. So it's it's a hostile atmosphere. Um, they're going to be difficult to break down, especially without Lissandra Martinez. And we're going to have to see on Luke Shaw as well. But um, what are you guys', I guess, early early feelings on Luton? I think physicality, big one. Mm. It's not about Shez, mm. but I'm kind of worried because our team's not really the most physical. So when Luton do make pitch small and they so they've got some really good players especially Ogbeni, Ross Barkley 
probably in the conversation for midfielder of the season. What a player. Is he? I don't know. Definitely, yeah. I think so, yeah. I think he's one of the years. He should, one should be on the Euros playing. Also. <laughs> and looking at our midfield as well. That just leaves so many gaps. I don't know. I'm kind yeah. of worried. Like, Set pieces as well. I think, like, yeah, I was going to say. I mean, they've yeah. scored the same amount of goals as us, but, which is crazy, by the way. But I think, like, 60 something percent of their goals are com- coming off set pieces. Um, thankfully, we have Maguire and Veron, but still, um, that's an area of concern as well. I think, like, the longer this game drags on at, like, nil nil, the better. Like, it's like, that's where they want to be. Like, yeah. It's, um, they want the crowd to stay in it and stuff. I think if we can get it, somehow get an early goal, um, that will be the key in us. They, like, they really dominated Brighton, by the way. Well, yeah, they played well game. against, and they, and they played well against Newcastle as well. Even They're, last you, game, I think they had seventy five percent possession against Sheffield. I know they still lost. I know possession doesn't give, mean anything, they but they still lost. They don't give up possession. That's the thing against Brighton. I swear they, they had quite a lot as well. It's Barkley, man. I'm telling you, he's like, he's, he's, like, he's, he's everything ticking. He's like the heartbeat of that of that Luton Town team. Um, the striker as well, and the wing Ogbeni and yeah, Ogbeni, Adebayo, and Morris. They've got they've got a lot of different options. I think um, Ogbeni especially, he's a, he's a threat, man. He's, he's we we all know about his pace as well, but he uses his body quite well as well. Um, and it, one thing that will be very worrying is if we have to start Lindelof from the off. Um, up against him, that would be dangerous, bro. Like, I think we'll get like there's hundred percent a goal coming from that side. Um, I mean, I think against Newcastle, he won a penalty. Um, again, it was just just through pure directness and his pace. He, he's he's decent crosser as well, and they've got quite a physical forward, obviously, which is alright because I feel like cool Maguire, Varane, they they should be able to deal with him. But again, obviously, it's it's not ideal. Um, you know, Adebayo, he's he's tall, he's quick, strong. Carl Morris, he is also pretty pretty strong as well. Um, he's a proper proper centre forward. So um, yeah, they are dangerous, man. It's uh, it's going to be a physical game, like Hassan said. But I think we can't underestimate them on the ball either. I think at home, especially, they're going to want to dominate the ball. You know, I don't think they're going to want to give us the ball and then kind of. I feel like they actually will get on the ball quite a bit. Yeah, which, they won't. Which, to be fair, they won't could sit back. Us. Yeah, they won't really? sit back like how yeah, we expect relegation yeah. teams to just. Take the pressure in. They'll they'll be aggressive against us. Yeah, even I out think, of position. You think? Not not as much as another team, but against Brighton, they closed the spaces down really quick. They were sort of because yeah. Luton is a really small pitch, and the yeah, fans yeah. are really close to the ground. Ground, don't forget. Yeah, keep it compact. The Go fans are really close, and it's it can get to you, especially when they've got a lot of physical players. They can just condense the pitch. It, it will, it will be interesting how we play because I don't think it's as easy as it looks on paper. I think it's a it will be. Yeah, it's very game. difficult. Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of people talk about the game. I think they've they kind of spoke. I think it was Gary Neville actually. They were talking about the fixtures, our next five six fixtures, and they kind of overlooked this game. But I was like, I don't think you can, man. I, yeah, I, I think it's it is is a very dangerous test. game. You know, it'd be funny if we just I don't know we just win like three four nil or something. Yeah, right. <laughs> That'd be funny, but um, I think. Without Alessandro, because the way what we did against Wolves, obviously again Wolves, they were they have I mean I think they didn't lose at home, you know, since September until we beat them. Um, but again, you know, without him, it's just going to be so difficult. Because in that game, especially first half, we 
we completely like just took the sting out of the game in terms of their fans as well. We kind of we, we kind of just we knocked it about really nicely. But I don't think we'll be able to have that same influence on the ball. So again, we're gonna to have to rely on you know our front three, and we're gonna to have to rely on battling for the ball on jewels, you know, and aerial jewels, which again is a positive because we have Maguire at least, so kind of makes up for, you know, you know not having Lissandro. But obviously, if we did have Lissandro, we'd obviously have more of a more control on the ball. So again, it's just one of them ones where can we kind of ensure that we're gonna you know keep them out in terms of set pieces, crosses into the box, you know, getting down the byline, um. You know, will we be able to kind of hack that? Um, so yeah, it'll be it's an interesting game. It's going to be a sick game, I think. But I'm just I'm just worried, man. I just hope we can cut, we can somehow just kind of just uh, minimize their strengths and just get the best out of our front three. So maybe you know, exploiting them on the break might be the way. You know, letting them have a bit a bit more of the ball, um, and then kind of just cooking them on the break because that's what Sheffield did. Um, I think they had just two three chances on the break. Cameron Archer, you know, he did quite well actually. I would target, I would target, instead of the player, I would target, I would target Gabriel Archer if he starts. Because we know we, we got, they got Menji as well. Um, but he didn't play last game. I think he's, he might be injured. So if he doesn't play again, um, I think Rashford will have quite a good game against, um, and Garnacho as well against Doughty. I know a lot of people rate Doughty. I think he, he's got quite a few, his stats look good in terms of chances created. But from what I've seen, he don't really look you know, especially defensively, you can you can catch him out as well. So, um, Tartan expert. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not the same. This guy's waxing lyrical. This is local. So yeah, um, yeah, I think um, it will be a good game, and I'm, I'm excited for it. Yeah, I, tr- I trust our front three against damn near any any defense yeah. in, in the yeah yeah exactly. um, in, even in the world. So I'm I'm, I'm going in, you know. Properly, you know, optimistic, but also understanding that it's a tough, tough atmosphere and a tough game. I just hope we can. What are we? Are we like five on the bounce now? Four on the bounce? I don't think we have. We lost this year. Oh yeah, I think we're undefeated in twenty twenty four. So hopefully we can just keep. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure. We can, we can when was Sheffield? When was Sheffield? Was Sheffield in January or not? Or December? You mean Forest? Yeah, Forest. We I mean, Forest, yeah, Forest. we're talking about Sheffield, yeah. Forest, 30th I mean, yeah. of December, we lost to Forest. Was that in December? Yeah, yeah the last game of December. Oh, yeah, December. Definitely and then, yeah. That's alright. <laughs> so, that that could be the kiss of death um, from us. <laughs> hopefully not. Hopefully we can we can, we can can get this dub and just keep on ticking, man. Um, obviously, after that, we have we have City, so I guess we'll worry about that. Or no, we have Fulham and then City. So yeah, I guess yeah. we'll worry about that. Some good games. Yeah. As much as I want to be in the Champions League, right? I was thinking about this earlier. One game a week is kind of a vibe. It is nice, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it's it's nice. Kind of, you, you just don't have stress on your mind. No, <laughs> everyone is... Uh, everyone's always fully rested for the next you game, can, you know? You can get off back to your life and come back to from United. Yeah. yeah like, <laughs> a week, you can... Chilling, the players are rested, you know, you don't have to worry about even rotation. then, we're still and, losing flipping Lissandro. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, crazy, man. That's just the curse of Manchester. It's annoying, man. It's so annoying um, that we had Maguire back, and then you know, we're thinking, you know, we've got a bit of strength and depth as well. And then now Maguire has to play every game, which I mean, if he gets injured, then it's back to Lindelof. And then Veron, Veron, too, he's not going to be able to. Oh, yeah. He's for sure getting injured. He'll probably get injured this game, to be honest. <laughs> oh, hopefully not, man. Oh, no, it's it's, it's coming. You know, he can only play like two games in a row, max. 
I think it suits him though. Like you were saying as well, it, this kind of one week, one um, game a week, yeah. it, it does suit Varane especially because um, I mean, there's a reason why he dropped off out of international and he retired because he just wants to play less games. So um, yeah, that's kind of why I think we should keep him on because I think he would actually, you actually wouldn't mind playing a bit less. But I think that's a conversation for another day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we could we could sit up here and talk about United all. All day. There's so much to talk oh, yeah. about, but I think we'll wrap it up here unless you guys have any sort of final thoughts. No, just uh, I think we covered everything that needed to be covered. Yeah, I'm just looking forward to Sunday, to be fair. Just yeah. To get the result, man. It's yeah, good game. You know good it's one of good them games ones. this weekend. Um, what's what's weekend. your prediction? City, oh. City, Chelsea. Oh, yeah, we can do predictions. I say uh, 3-1. 3-1 United. Yeah. Yeah, I go, I'm going with the same. I don't think we'll keep a clean sheet. I, I don't think we'll win, but I'm going. To, my prediction is I'm going to make it win, but I actually don't think we win. Um, but I'll say 2-1. So you're lying. So you're lying to the listeners. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just want to be, I just want to be optimistic, innit? I'll, say, I'll say 1-1 or 2-1, innit? I, I think we're going to draw, actually. Nah, actually, I'm lying. Yeah, I think we're going to draw. I think it's going to be 1-1. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 1-1. Are you sure? Is that your final answer? It is, yeah, yeah, it is. Or 2-2. <laughs> Actually, oh my god, this guy. <laughs> How many times are you gonna change it? No, no, I just thought we got we got Ganache, like Ganache scoring, Hoyland scoring, guaranteed it. So, oh, uh, okay. so I can't do two goals and then, then Luton they're gonna score two as well. So, <laughs> two, 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 Barkley, <laughs> Barkley and Agbeni, Agbeni running down the wing. God, all right, two, two. That's it. That's the final lock it in. Yeah, final in for sure. All right. <laughs> Come back next week and and see see who was right. Um, but no, I'm asking to come back to the point. I would be like, I've said two one. I've said two two. I'm going. All yeah, you time. covered you covered all the bases. You you won no matter what. I just cut it out and then I'm this just, guy's I'm playing four D chess over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Um. Yeah, I think that that, that wraps it up. Uh, the episode for, for yeah, this man, week. Um, yeah, look forward to watching watching the game on Sunday, and we'll be back next week to to talk about everything Manchester United as we always do. You guys take care, and we'll see you on the next one.